Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went... Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit... Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones had nothing new when it comes to regards to contract negotiations with the holdout running back. And with the regular season less than two weeks away, Jones appeared to accept the fact that his team could be missing its Pro Bowl running back. Quote, we have a marathon here. We want Zeke when we get to the playoffs. We want Zeke when we were in the dog days of the season, Jones telling a Dallas radio station. He added the Cowboys are prepared to move on without Elliott for the start of the year. We may uh, play well without the player that's not coming in on his contract, added Jones. Elliott has two years remaining on his current deal, but he's looking to become uh, top paid back in the National Football League. Jones also said uh, Zeke's off-field problems have not, uh, you know, hindered the discussions when trying to hammer out a new deal. Dallas opens up week one against the rival New York Giants. After returning to practice Tuesday, San Francisco running back Jared McKinnon suffered a setback in his recovery from a torn ACL. The setback was a flare-up in McKinnon's surgically repaired knee. Sources telling the NFL Network. 49ers GM John Lynch said the development is not encouraging for the team. McKinnon signed a four-year, $30 million deal with San Fran last offseason, but then he tore his ACL in September and missed all of the 2018 campaign. This year, he was expected for uh, to fight for a role in the crowded 49er backfield that added Tevin Coleman in the offseason and includes Matt Breida and Raheem Mostert. More news with the Niners. This could be good news. GM John Lynch said number two overall picnic, Bosa recovering well from an ankle sprain. And he has a chance to play in the regular season opener. The pass rusher has been out since early August, and he shed his walking boot back on August 14th. The Niners open up their season on the road September 8th versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. MLB action, live action. We got the Yankees in Seattle, New York up 2 to nothing, bottom three. Gary Sanchez with his 30th home run of the year, a two-run blast. St. Louis and Milwaukee, the Brewers lead 4-1 to top nine. Keston Hire, a home run and three RBI for the Brew Crew. Next game up, 6.05 start. We got Pittsburgh and Philly. Phil's minus 150. Keller versus Velasquez. We got a total of 10. Two at 7.05. Baltimore and Washington. The Nats minus 429. Wojciechowski and Scherzer. Atlanta minus 140 at Toronto. Fulte and Waggis pack. Total 9.5 there. Three more games at 7.10. We got the Cubs and the Mets. Mets laying 25 cents. Syndergaard versus Hendricks. A total of 7.5 there. Cincy, they're laying 60 cents at Miami. Desclafani versus Alcantara, 8. Cleveland minus 210 at Detroit, nine and a half. Savelli versus Zimmerman, two more at 810. We got the Twins laying a buck 85 at the White Sox, 10 and a half. Eggs Odorizzi versus Detweiler. Tampa Bay at Houston. Astros minus 250, total eight. Yarbrough versus Cole, 815. We got Oakland laying 70 cents. KC Rourke versus Junis, a total of nine there. 840. Boston at Colorado. The Red Sox minus 185. Rodriguez and Lambert, total 13 and a half. And 9-10, we got LA minus 200 at San Diego. Maida versus Wingenter, nine total there. 10-05, we got Texas and the Angels. Angels minus 175, class versus Sandoval. Over, under for that game, 10.5. The San Diego Padres have claimed outfielder Nick Martini off waivers from Oakland. Tennis at the U.S. Open, three-seed Carolina Pliskova advanced to round three, easily crushing Marianne Bolkovitz, 6-1, 6-4. She has yet to drop a set in the tournament. On the men's side, we got 13 seed Borna Koric. He's withdrawn from the major with a lower back strain. NBA news, Knicks rookie R.J. Barrett landing a multi-year shoe deal with Puma. Puma connected to some young stars in the league, DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley III in the mix, as well as Barrett. The 19-year-old earned All-American consensus honors at Duke, averaging 22.6 points, 7.6 boards, and 4.3 assists as a freshman. 
before being drafted by the New York Knicks. In the NHL, goalie Cam Ward retiring after 14 seasons. Ward uh, took Carolina in his rookie year to the Stanley Cup, their final, the franchise's only Stanley Cup win as well. He was on fire. Then the 22-year-old won the Conn Smythe as well. The Islanders have signed forward Anthony Bolvilio to a two-year deal with $4.2 million. He had 20, uh, 18 goals and 28 points in 81 games with the Islanders for the 22-year-old, 88 points in his career. And Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka headlined the uh, nominees for PGA Tour Player of the Year. Kepka the favorite due to his amazing success in the majors this year. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morency hosts Hour 1 of Red Heat and Rage Radio live from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands with me. We'll talk to Mark Lawrence, Gamblu, talk a little NCAA football that's on the slate for tomorrow, NFL, and a whole lot more. Stick around, everybody. Hour 1 of Red Heat and Rage Radio on SportsGrid, coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Stadium, uh, the place uh, to be. Uh, the New York the Jets take on the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles in some preseason uh, action, I believe, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, but, of course, the season uh, begins in uh, eight days at time. Next uh, Thursday, the Chicago Bears host the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so uh, on today's uh, program, uh, we're going to talk football, football, uh, more football, UFC, and uh, some baseball uh, Lou Gamblu.com's uh, uh, Lou Pinicino, uh will step up and in and join us. We'll talk some NFL football as well as uh, UFC China as uh, UFC goes to uh, to Asia. China. UFC China uh, this China. Uh, this weekend <laughs> and uh, <laughs> China <laughs> and uh, of course college football. We had week zero. We had a couple of games, uh, but now it kicks off for real on Thursday night. And then uh, Friday we've got some games, then Saturday, and then even Sunday, and then even Monday, there's a Monday night football college game, Notre Dame and the Ville. Uh, so um, it all begins tomorrow night, uh, people. This is the final night in which we have to bang our heads. Bang your head, your head. against the wall. Betting on baseball will drive you mad. What's up, Cam? Yes. Yeah, it'll, it'll make you broke. It'll make you go see uh... – People from uh, MoneyGram, hey, can I uh, can I get some more, please? Yeah, it's been one of those days. Not bad. Saratoga race nine. Uh, I had the second place horse, which really helped at eight to one. But I'll tell you, Marenzi, yeah, real grind. And it's funny the way baseball works. Right when you think you got things figured out again today, I think uh, St. Louis would have been a popular play with the red hot Flaherty gets outdueled by Jordan Lyles. Welcome to baseball. Milwaukee gets it done, and they win four to one. Right when the Redbirds were hot, and uh, yeah. That's just the way it goes, buddy. You know, it's a crazy, crazy, topsy-turvy world. Glad uh, football's on the horizon. Yeah, I'm, uh, I can't wait uh, for football. Uh, for, 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 um, for betting purposes, you know, it's time to, uh, to start making some real money. Although, as I stated, you and I talked about this this morning, I've had a pretty good summer, actually, of baseball. I'm not... I'm not hating uh, baseball too much. I'm hating myself for screwing up a ticket and costing myself 100 bucks uh, last yeah. night. But I, I had a lot of good picks last night. Uh, you know, no run in the first. Houston cashed. Uh, the Mets under cash. You Darvish. 
you uh, Darvish uh, over six and a half uh, cash. The late night parlay hit at plus money. That was a nice one. L.A. Dodgers, New York Yankees. Wasn't yep. rocket science, but man, the Dodgers and Yankees are both too good to be getting plus 41, uh, plus 141 on a parlay uh, like we did. Uh, but that's uh, that's yesterday. Uh, we move forward, uh, Cam. We're already into the fourth inning uh, right now. 2 nothing up for the Yankees, and down the stretch they come at Saratoga, race nine. Yeah. The four, four, eight, four, eight. We got a uh, four, eight. Four, eight, seven. Yeah, four, four, eight. Four, eight, uh, seven. Game time decisions. Sports grid, get on the grid. Live from FanDuel. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Redhead uh, Cam Stewart in the six. Countdown to college uh, football uh, tomorrow night. Uh, we've got Cincinnati and UCLA. That's going to be one of the featured games uh, tomorrow night. We'll be on live, uh, in-game uh, live. It'll be nice to have some uh, some football uh, to break down on the program. As I mentioned, so we've got games Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oklahoma actually uh, open up their season on a Sunday for their first time. Uh, in school uh, history this Sunday against the Houston Cougars. The Eric King, quarterback of the Houston Cougars. Oklahoma laying a ton of points. So we'll talk uh, college uh, football uh, when we get uh, Mark Lawrence on in a second. Lou fired up uh, for the NFL uh, season. Gamblu will join us. We'll talk NFL, little NFL uh, futures. Uh, We started it with Kurtz uh, last night, and uh, he was scared. He was like, he was scared this morning. And it's fitting, Cam. You said he was yellow. Uh, you, you called him yellow today. And yeah, he, he, yeah, he didn't he show up this morning because his daughter had orientation at high school or something. Dude, she's going to high school. She can handle orientation on her own. There's the school. There's the cafeteria. There's the bathroom. There's your, uh, there, there's your classroom. But uh, we've we'll, we got Kurtz school? coming on tomorrow morning to continue the battle. First day of high school, Gabe, you meet your buddies. You get your Not well. You get your, you get your <laughs> And then you're out the door. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. You don't even stick around the first day. Go up and climb the school roof and party. Yeah, no, we didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> let's bring in, let's bring in uh, Mark uh, Mark Lawrence, Playbook.com, as it's uh, back. Speaking of school, is back to school uh, right now, and we've tried to prepare you. If you didn't study, if you didn't pay attention, you didn't get your playbook, uh, then you're probably going to fail the exam. Except uh, if you fail this exam, this is real life. You lose your money. Mark Lawrence uh, joins us, the dean of the uh, the university. Playbook.com. How you doing, Mark? 
Doing terrific, guys. How are you doing? Fantastic. Always a pleasure, Mark. Uh, looking forward to some uh, some college uh, football and subsequently NFL football around the corner uh, as well. But let's jump in, uh, Mark. Um, first things first, how was your trip to Vegas? It was uh, quite a whirlwind, to say the least, guys. Uh, just nonstop, wire to wire. Our good friend Black, Brian Blessing uh, was closest to the pin in the Superbook golf outing, and he won a free entry into the contest. So Brian's ecstatic. When you talk to him, he'll have a big uh, step in his voice for doing just that and uh, ate at a lot of good restaurants and watched uh, some pretty good sports at the Superbook. Yeah, he was bragging to me, Mark. He, call, he called me to so talk blessing, about it. Uh, close, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, Gabe, he almost hold it, he told me. Yeah, he, I hear the, the whole story. Blessing calls me, says some guy at the start hits it to five feet. Blessing's like, Good for you, man. You're going to win the trip, uh, the Super Contest free ticket. Then Blessings Group steps up. Guy stiffs it to two feet. Sorry, pal. I get the Super Contest free entry. Yeah, Blessing almost had a hole in one. He's two feet away. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was into a 15-mile-an-hour wind, so too, by the way, guys. Oh, yeah. Right. That's what he... That's what he told me, Mark. He goes, yeah, I was playing the wind. I'm like, wow, this guy's a real good golfer. I thought he was just talking crap. This guy's pretty good. Hey, Cam, what he didn't tell you is on the very next hole of the he tee claims. shot. He cl- I say the very next hole of the tee shot, he yanked ahead, it out Mark. of bounds. It, he, it, next hole tee shot, he yanks it out of bounds into the trees. Jay Cornegay says, forget about it. Let's go. And Brian says, no way. I want that ball. So he climbs into the trees. He's in there for five minutes looking for it. Finds the ball and pulls it out. He's going to keep it as a souvenir, and uh, because it was the ball that won him the fifteen hundred dollar entry into the super contest, he was not to be denied. Sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, how how did you do, Mark? That's the real question. How did you the do question, on the links? How, how did I do? I was I was sitting in the cool, comfy confines in the VIP booth at the Superbook. All afternoon, so didn't have to worry about my golf game. It was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Perfect, Mark. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Brian Blessing. Blessing claims, too, that he was a, uh, he claims that he was like um, like all-state wrestler type thing in high school in Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah, really. Except yearbooks and records don't go that far back. Yeah, but like the like the city hall doesn't have records from that long ago, <laughs> so we'll, we'll never know. And you know, they, they, there's, they didn't invent the camera yet when Blessing was wrestling in high school. He's so, a regular um, Al Bundy. Yeah, we'll never Lots be able of high to prove school it, glory but. stories. <laughs> blessing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Remember that wrestling tournament blessing. back there? I, I crushed uh, God bless guys. him. Yeah, I love him too. So. Um, We've been breaking down conference by conference, uh, but, um, you know, we fell a little bit behind. We're into uh, the sun. We're into the S's right now. We've got the SEC and the Sun Belt, so we don't have time to run through every school in both conferences. And really, between the Sun Belt and the SEC, how much time are we really going to spend on the SEC when, you know, clearly we have to spend all our time talking about the belt, baby, <laughs> the Sun Belt, but... All kidding aside, um, let's just blast through some odds here, guys. Some win totals instead of going team by team, uh, Mark, if anything caught your eye. Sure. I'll set the table now. SEC uh, Conference Championship odds, Alabama minus 170. 
Georgia Bulldogs plus 230. And I'll tell you, Georgia is recruited as well as Bama. The question is, can Kirby Smart coach them over the finish line uh, right now? They're plus 230. After seeing Florida's offense last week, that plus uh, 1,200, yeah, I think it's a fair number. <laughs> uh, LSU, LSU might be a sleeper, guys. We had Phil Steele on the show a couple of weeks ago talking Heisman Trophy, and he said Joe Burrow, he thinks LSU's in line for a real big year, and he thinks if they are, then Joe Burrow's like a big dark horse for the Heisman at 200-1. to one. Auburn Tigers 30, A&M 40, Kentucky 50, Mississippi State 60, and South Carolina uh, 150. So, Mark, as far as the conference is concerned, I read in your coffee club uh, a couple of days ago or last week about Saban when he's coming off a loss and they don't win the championship. He's like an old man sending cold soup back in a deli. He's not happy. Uh, we could have a uh, a surly Nick Saban and Bama team with a chip on their shoulder this year. I think we will, Gabe. Uh, you know, I think the numbers point directly to just that. He was embarrassed, flat-out embarrassed, in that bowl loss last year to Clemson. And uh, I'm sure he's put his team through the ringer to get ready for this football season. Those numbers, as you mentioned, uh, since he's been in the SEC and he ended the season with a loss in a bowl game, the following seasons – He's gone 66-5 and five the following season and won four national championships. So if you want to step in front of that, good luck. Uh, I can't see anything but them making the football playoffs once again this year. That might be with a big yawn because everybody else expects the same thing. But there are reasons not to step in front of him this year. And if I were going to do anything with anybody in the SEC, it would be the Georgia Bulldogs, as you mentioned. They're a team that – uh, has out-recruited Alabama the past two seasons. Hard to believe what they have. And they're just getting better and better and deeper and deeper. And I look for a big year by Jake Fromm. There are some scouts that I've uh, read about that think he will be the first quarterback drafted in the NFL draft this year. I mean, that's maybe a bit of a reach over to a tag of Viola, but nonetheless, Fromm is that talented. And guys, uh, the, in the SEC, Texas A&M, seven and a half. Story today, Gabe, sorry to interrupt, uh, the Alabama linebacker, defensive captain. I'm saying the story today, the Alabama linebacker and defensive captain, Dylan Moses, is out for the year with a torn ACL as well. Not A very key piece to that uh, Alabama defense, the captain of the defense. But they're deep, but that's still a big, big loss for them losing their defensive captain today for the season, torn ACL. Yeah, that will be a big is, loss because it's stated, all about defense in that conference. Exactly. Exactly. They, they just, it's next man up. Uh, it's next man up uh, when, when it comes to uh, what the Bama. And, you know, this conference really, it's top heavy, but it's not a great conference uh, this year, really. But we'll blast through the win totals uh, on the other side. Game time decisions uh, continues live from FanDuel. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
and you need to know how to navigate the fantasy football landscape without Andrew Luck, head on over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best match days, seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Rotoexperts have you covered with dynasty season-long best ball formats, giving you an edge regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. And, of course, so you're going to need uh, the Roto Experts on your side um, beginning uh, next week uh, with NFL football uh, coming back around the corner. But right now we're just talking uh, college of football. we got to uh, speak fast so we can get to as many schools and games. I want to get some games, and we can't keep Mark... Uh, all uh, all night uh, here. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll get down to business. SEC win totals, Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, seven and a half. They're going to get a free win against Texas State um, this weekend, but do they cover the big number? Maybe not. Alabama, 11 and a half. Uh, the under is minus 150. That's a crazy bet. You're basically betting Alabama goes undefeated at plus 125. Um, Auburn Tigers, seven and a half. Florida Gators right now. You can still bet this number. It's up to eight and a half, minus two forty, eight and a half. Georgia Bulldogs ten and a half, minus one eighty. Some steep juice in this conference, Cam. It's uh, brought to you by Tropicana. LSU yep. uh, over nine is minus one fifty. Kentucky that big year last year. They'll probably regress this year. Six and a half. South Carolina Gamecocks five and a half. Vanderbilt an even five. Tennessee Volunteers, six and a half. Ooh, that's kind of ambitious. Mississippi, mm. five. Arkansas, five. Missouri, seven and a half. But it's minus 220 to the over. Uh, Mark Lawrence, uh, any of these uh, teams in the SEC, any of the win totals catch your eye this year? I'm looking pretty seriously at Kentucky under six and a half this year, Gabe. Uh, they're coming back awfully light with returning production, 114th overall in the country. 127th overall on defense. They lose a ton of talent from last year. Benny Snell, their running back, uh, he's obviously heading the list. Uh, football team that really rose to the occasion, had a school record last football season here. I can see them going backwards and really struggling this year. And, in fact, uh, in the Playbook newsletter this week, we like Toledo pretty good against Kentucky to open up the season. Cam, any of these um, any of these teams catch your eye? I, I I think you brought up a really good point, Gabe. And the one I'm looking at is Tennessee under. I think that I don't think the Volunteers can win seven games this year. I think that's very ambitious, as you said. A tougher schedule, Gabe. They're not that good of a team. They're an SEC team, but they're not a good one. And I really like what Mark said off the top with LSU. On my book, it's eight and a half. I think the LSU Tigers and Ed Orgeron they can they can do some things. You know, he's a well liked coach. You talked about Burrow. Uh, he's he's getting acclimated. They've always had a nasty, nasty defense. So LSU over for me and Tennessee under, Gabe. LSU over. Yeah, you're getting a nice number at eight and a half. You're laying some juice because here, mm. here we got nine. Uh, nine, minus 150 to the over. Nine uh, for LSU. And listen, LSU, a lot of these win totals, and especially I don't like SEC win totals so much, guys, because I find they're sharper, Mark. The SEC is, man, it's like it's like a division of the NFL or something like that. So, you know, I'm looking for these, you know, the win totals in the Mountain West, the win totals maybe in the Sun Belt, Conference USA, etc. These are sharp, man. These are real crisp numbers. 
And a lot of these numbers, guys, come down to to the opening games. I mean, is LSU going over nine if they lose to Texas? No. Uh, Auburn. Can Auburn get to eight wins, Mark, if they don't beat the Ducks this weekend? I'm not so sure. Um, so I think a lot of these win totals are really, really like they're so they're so fragile. There's not a lot of room for air with these win totals in, in the SEC this year. Well, you mentioned the SEC being the premier conference of all of college football. Uh, it's like to Major League Baseball, they are the premier Triple A minor league, uh, if you will, conference in football. All the Power Five teams are Triple A teams, and the Group of Fives are Double A and Single A type teams uh, conferences. And uh, the problem with the SEC is there's so much talent in the league in the conference. They tend to beat each other up. Uh, a lot during the course of the season during conference play, and that can shorten teams' win total efforts. Uh, they might pick up their wins outside the conference, but inside the conference, it's 15 round heavyweight fights almost every week. And I think if a person makes a case for the Southeast Conference, you want to first look to try to make the unders because of the tough row they have to hold facing one another week after week. Now let's get into the belt. It's time uh, to talk some Sunbelt uh, football. And we talked last week, uh, guys, or I should say two weeks ago. Uh, Mark was in Vegas last week. Two weeks ago, we talked about the Pac-12, and we talked about their ineptness in um, in non-conference games and bowl games. The Sun Belt's actually been the moneymaker, uh, Mark, as you wrote in the Coffee Club and in, in, in the playbook uh, preview here. These you know, the Sun Belt teams have fared very well in bowl games. They do well when they play Power 5 teams and they're getting points. They've had a lot of competitive games. Of course, App State with the famous win against Michigan years ago, although they were in a different conference at the time. But there's some teams that can play in this conference. App State, they're the favorites at minus 175. Arkansas State's plus 450. Troy is plus 700. Georgia Southern, 9-1. Lafayette, 13-1. Monroe, 13. Texas take 50. Coastal Carolina, 150. Georgia State, 150. And South Alabama, 200 uh, to 1. What catches your eye and what sticks out the most uh, this year in the Sun Belt, Mark? Well, if you're looking for value, and that's what we're looking for first and foremost, it's never the obvious. We're looking for something that we think the odds makers may have overlooked. And if uh, we are correct, we can find value in doing just that. And uh, a couple of teams that I would look at that might be playing a little above their level that Vegas oddsmakers are expecting. One would be Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. Uh, this is a football team that was really well coached. Billy Napier last year won seven games with this team. Uh, and they've been living in the uh, going under the season win total a lot of late. I like this team to bounce back with an overperformance this year here. Like I mentioned, Napier. Uh, he, he served under Dabo Swinney, uh, and he's got a lot of that pedigree in him. I think the Raging Cajuns can make some noise. I go over that win total with the UL Lafayette. And uh, we're seeing a six uh, there. Coastal Carolina new uh, to the conference, a four and a half. Um, some sharp numbers here as well, Cam. Nothing's really jumping off the page at me. I had a few yeah, you know what, earlier when we were going down conference by conference, uh, but this one I don't like too much. I'm going to tell you something. You brought up a, a point, though. I, I'm seeing a discrepancy on two of my books. Uh, to Mark's point about UL Lafayette, Appalachian State is minus 150 to win the conference, Gabe. I'm getting Lafayette at, uh, on Mr. Green at 14-1, to 1, and I think you said they were 9 
at FanDuel. That's a big difference in the th- the, in, in the conference, 14 to, to nine. That's uh, that's a lot. Oh, what was it? Uh, was it 14? Let me just double check right here. For you told you. me not. You said no, we're nine, right? 13 here, Cam. 13. To okay, one. okay. I thought you said okay. No, that's Georgia not, Southern that's, is that's nine. Sharp. Yeah, I got Georgia Southern uh, way up there. I had, they're, yeah, they're Georgia. At, uh, I got Georgia Southern <laughs> at 16. 16. But 16 to 1 here. I see a win total Georgia of, Southern's uh, another six. team, guys, I would look at as well. I think Georgia Southern could be loaded this football season as well. The problem is they won 10 games last year after winning – uh, after losing 10 the year before, you really, really see that. Only three times has it ever happened where a team lost 10 games and come back to win 10 games the following season. So they do kind of tend to bounce. But the bottom line here is I think Chad Lunsford's got this program back where it needs to be pounding the ball on the ground, which is where they met with all their success in the past, and I think they'll do it again this year. You know, two win totals, uh, Mark, that I like in college uh, football. I'm interested in your quick opinion on the BYU Cougars, and we talked about it. You know, BYU, they're a strange team. They're capable of a big uh, big win, but they're also uh, capable of losing three, four games in a row. Their schedule is brutal. They do have a little cushion late in the year with three, you know, very winnable games. You know, the Idaho States and the UMasses of the world uh, type thing that they, I think they backed as a bookend to try to get into a bowl game. But I don't think they get to seven wins uh, with this schedule. And NC State. NC State lost a ton of talent. Um, you know, they've got some guys back on defense, but I think that offense is really going to struggle. And seven and a half surprised me. I don't think they're going to be an eight-win team uh, this year, uh, NC State. Uh, Mark, what do you think about that Wolfpack under seven and a half? I agree, Gabe. Uh, in fact, we went against them hard this first week in the Playbook Football Newsletter we're fading NC State in a big way this particular week. A lot of it is because, as you mentioned, they come back very, very light-footed this year. Not only did they lose Ryan Finley, uh, they also lost seven other starters from the offense. They come back ranked 129th, only one team worse with offensive returning production than NC State. And East Carolina, who they're playing this particular week, you could put an X over their name for what's happened with that program the last three years. They won three games each of the last three years. That was all coaching, or the lack of their of, of the coaching. They've got a, a really, really good head coach in Mike Houston who's coming over for this football program this year. He dominated at James Madison, which is not too much of a cut below the play in the AAC. Uh, I think Eastern Carolina's got a real good chance maybe to pull an upset against NC State. They're a lot like Troy in the state of Alabama. They're the red-headed stepchild East Carolina is in the state of North Carolina. They'll come hard against every one of those teams, North Carolina, NC State. They'll get, come with everything they've got, and I think we see that this weekend as we fade NC State. Lawrence throwing some heat at you here, Cam. I know. Yeah, the, I'm not a stepchild, but, uh, yeah, the red-headed part, yeah. Half of the equation, buddy. Love that expression. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll just keep uh, we'll keep Mark for a couple more minutes. Live movement right now. Money was coming in on UCLA throughout the week. It's coming bouncing back right now on Cats. And then we got the Holy War. Clemson, uh, Georgia Tech as well up to 37. We'll hit the Holy War too. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Sportsbook, Meadowlands, uh, Racetrack, uh, MetLife uh, Stadium. I am Marenzi, the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart uh, with us. I was seeing uh, earlier, it's that time of the year right now, where the David Perdums and everybody else start tweeting about the bets that are being placed in Vegas. But I think it's the same guy. I think he dropped 55000 at one spot and then fifty five k at another spot on Illinois. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that earlier in the day, but uh, yeah, Illinois got some big, uh, big money coming in from. Yeah, I think it was from one guy. Um, Love for Lovey on Smith. Illinois this weekend, laying 17 points. Yeah, now win totals up to four and a half at a lot of spots. Wow, yeah. Like it's crazy. It was three and a half wow. earlier this summer. You're right. Crazy man. That's yeah, a big, lot, three and yeah, a yeah, lot, lot of a lot of steam. Yeah, sure. <laughs> steam burns, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. A lot that. of people jumping on this this <laughs> Illinois. Illinois bandwagon. So, uh, Mark, we got some games uh, tomorrow, and um, we'll get to the Cincinnati. We'll let you go in a couple minutes here. Just uh, about the Holy War here. I'm talking about BYU. Win total of six and a half. That schedule is real tough, man. Real tough. But like a lot of teams, their season really could be defined by the first game of the year. Listen, BYU season isn't over if they don't win this game, but. Um, I know they're seething from last year and blowing that big fat lead that they had at the half, uh, Mark. So they're coming in extra motivated. Plus, what I'm, you know, it feels like a trap with Utah a little bit that because a bunch of West Coast media types anointed Utah the team to beat in the Pac-12, the rest of the country is sort of attached onto them. They say, "Ooh, Utah's this, Utah's that." Whatever, man. Hundley's good. He's not great. He's okay. I know they have a really good defensive line, Utah, but I'm concerned about this game, and I'm not betting any Ute futures, but I'm concerned that BYU wins, and that's going to if they win this game, they're probably going to go over the six and a half mark. This is a big freaking game in a lot of ways for Utah, the Pac-12, BYU, season win totals. It's a big game tomorrow night. Monster game, uh, both rivals from the state of Utah. As you mentioned, BYU with that big chip on their shoulder, a game they should have won last year. They lost. They dominated Utah in the stats. Uh, 17 starters back for the Cougars this year. This has got all the makings of an upset in it. We saw Arizona go on the road to Hawaii and look like a Pac-12 team. We may see the same thing with Utah going on the road, laying points. It's not the greatest recipe for success, Pac-12 teams on the road, outside the conference. I'm going to be with BYU in this football game and see if they don't indeed get their first win of the season. Cam, what are you doing with the game? With that game, I'm. Uh, Mark brings up good points, Gabe. There's a lot of hype with Utah, and that's the thing, right? Arizona's uh, <laughs> minus 11. 
Hawaii, Hawaii goes in there. They win the game. I know Tate almost scored on the final play. Still, they wouldn't have covered that big number. We hit the over in that game. It's tough, Gabe. Um, if that line, uh, you know, it's five and a half, six, it's been fluctuating all week. I kind of lean to BYU, actually. Uh, I, you and Mark talk about it all the time. We talk about the Pac-12. The big game for them, the team that's going to make the statement is Oregon against Auburn. But I'm probably going to be uh, taking BYU and hold my breath. But uh, there's upset potential there, Gabe. And down the stretch there they come at uh, yeah, Saratoga. Is, uh, uh, last race, race of the day. Race 10. Race 10, yep. Right. Race 10. Yeah, yeah. I think the six got it. Doesn't sound good. doesn't sound like anybody uh doesn't sound like Had anybody won uh, in here either. <laughs> but uh, no, 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 I hear uh, that's all right. Six five. Six five exactly. Um, all right, so the other Pac twelve, the other Pac twelve uh, team in action uh, tomorrow. Not representing the conference. Listen, the Ducks are representing the conference on Correct. Saturday night. UCLA's, you know, not fully repping the conference uh, tomorrow night against Cincinnati, but it's another revenge situation. Uh, Mark, I know you're big on college uh, revenge spots. Um, UCLA is a trendy team uh, this year, but as you just alluded to, and I know Cincinnati, now they're up back up to minus three right now, at least here at FanDuel, minus 145 on the money line. I just really have big, big reservations about a Pac-12 team going on the road in the first game of the year. And like, you know, you mentioned the road for Utah. At least it's in-state. At least it's their rivals. It's in-state. UCLA are going into the Midwest, and, you know, it's not like it's the most glamorous place they're going here, to Nippert Stadium, to, to play this football game. You know Luke Fickle's defense is going to be fired up. I know they beat them last year, but... I think they beat him again, Mark. Well, I have some tough reservations about the game, Gabe. As you know, we did like UCLA in our preview guide magazine. I think they're going to be an improved team, a sleeper team in the Pac-12 this year, largely because they did get their act together. They finally got the Chip Kelly system down in the last month of the season where they put up some pretty solid stats. So I think they'll be better prepared this year than they were last but my big reservation in the game is the fact that Cincinnati is one of a small handful of teams that improved their defense over 100 yards last year. And generally, we want to make cases to play on those teams the first game of the season because they're feeling pretty good about themselves defensively. So, you know, the bottom line to me, I think this is one of the tougher games on the card. I can make cases for both sides of the football game, but with Cincinnati coming back with all this experience, you know, they're number 36 overall in the country in returning production. I think it's a tough, tough call. And I think the odds maker has this game right on money at minus three. All right. So Mark Lawrence's playbook has uh, previews for every game, predictions and analysis uh, trends for every college football game on the board. You got to get the playbook on a weekly basis. It'll have college and NFL uh, next week. Uh, but uh, you'll get great information such as the awesome angle of uh, the week. Play against any college football favorite of 28 or more points in game one of the season who won 10 or more games last year if they are facing an opponent that also won 10 or more games uh, last year. This uh, this situation is 5-0 and since 1990, the five times that this situation has happened. All five times, the underdog has covered the number. The team to play against in this role this week, I got Mark, the LSU Tigers, the aforementioned LSU Tigers. 
Exactly. Uh, and we're talking about Georgia Southern, who we talked about earlier. I like this the makeup of this football team this year. Uh, in, in LSU, you got a football team that's catching a lot of hype this season here. Now, I realize they got a lot of talent there. I'm still not sold on Ed Ogeron as a head coach. I think he has a very difficult time doing post-game interviews, for one. Number two, he's got the Texas Longhorns waiting up well, on no deck next week. No one understands what the hell he's saying. That's exactly, <laughs> That's we call right. him a Mon- Mongolian yeah, sword exactly. swallower. <laughs> exactly. He's got he marbles be, in his throat. My goodness. Yeah, he wow. should be on swamp wars, killing gators with those guys, Mark. That's what he is. <laughs> but the key, the key is he's got Texas up next wow, week, the guys. Mongolians. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to show anything on game film with Texas next week. I say with Texas next week, he's not going to show a lot of film for Texas to get ready for him next week. And I could see him going to the Pines in the fourth quarter of this football game, resting a lot of the regulars and the first-team players here. I think the back door is wide open for Georgia Southern. Well, same thing with uh, with Clemson, right? Clemson, but what, Texas A&M next week. I don't know if Clemson look ahead. It's a lot of points, guys. I know it's Collins' first game with Georgia Tech, but we can't keep Mark all night. But one last thing, and I don't see it. I don't see the number here, Mark, but I know you'll probably remember it, and I won't put you on the spot for the exact number here. Um, Oh, no, here it is. Of course, you've got it because you're the man. Uh, I've always told people this, and you have the number up from the database of 30 or more points with Nick Saban. Nick Saban is 5-13 and 13 against the spread as a non-conference favorite of 30 or more points with Alabama, including 2-11 and 11, the last 13 games. And we've really banked on this, guys. I've talked about this. Nick Saban will kick the crap out of Arkansas. He'll beat up uh, Tennessee if he can. He likes to, you know, he'll flex when it comes to conference games, but he doesn't rub it in on these coaches he doesn't have a beef with. If he, if he respects you, then he really doesn't run it up. He'll respect Cutliffe in this situation. And it's fascinating, Mark, because I, I, I saw it. I like to, you know, pick these guys, you know, learn as much as I can about them. And Saban was saying about these games, and the players were saying, Saban can't be insane every week at every practice, Mark. He goes, I got to pick my spots. And he goes, I'm not picking my spot against Colorado State. And he goes, like, basically, when they're playing games like this, the assistants handle a lot. When they're playing Auburn and they're playing these, you know, Florida or whatever, Saban's more involved. And he was basically saying you, you can't wear the kids out every week uh, by being insane and wanting to win by 70 and freaking out every week in practice. So, you know, he really does take the pedal off the metal in these games, Mark. Well, he does, you know, especially against the uh, the, the step-down games where you're, you're playing inferior competition. It's borne out by those numbers. And I think the other thing that works in this game here, guys, is David Cutcliffe. He's an Alabama native. He was born in Alabama. He went to University of UAB. Uh, I think, uh, you know, this is uh, one of these games where he's not going to really step on the pedal in this football game. I realize Duke's coming back a little thin without Daniel Jones. You know, but the bottom line, this is the kind of a game that Alabama will take the foot off the pedal. Uh, I'm scared. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm just saying the numbers. Uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm <laughs> we'll thinking about it, out there. I'm thinking about it. I'm actually thinking about taking the rambling wreck against Clemson, too, fading the two best teams in the – those are big point spreads, but we'll see. It's tough going against these teams, but I think Mark's on to it. Cutcliffe's a respected guy, and that program's pretty good. 
I'll take the Pirates, as Mark alluded to, against NC State. That'll be a dog we'll jump on. East Carolina, Arr. they're really shaking things up. Arr. And I think, you know, some people, they don't realize the changes that have been made uh, to, to the program. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com, uh, uh, guys. If you want to go every, over every game, uh, get the playbook for yourself, kick back, and to prepare uh, for, for a kickoff uh, tomorrow night. Mark, it's always a pleasure, sir. Thank you uh, for taking the time to be with us. Hey, my pleasure as always, guys. Enjoy the games. Be well. I'll catch up with you next week. Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Uh, Mark Lawrence. I got to tell you, our audio is very clear uh, today. Sounding good, looking good. We're getting there. It is. It's all a work in progress, yeah. but there is just there's a little bit of a delay. delay. I'm getting That's used why... to it, to be honest. I'm learning uh, I'm getting just used to sort to of. Not... Yeah, you got to stop. You notice stop. I like... kind of stepped back. I step back. I let you now. You can go, hey, Cam, whatever, because I don't want to mix into you. So I, I've just yeah, called let me some throw audibles, it to you. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I can't go off. i got to wait now because you're on. You hear. You know, know what the thing is? You hear me. Like, I. Yeah. no, sorry. I hear you perfectly. But when I'm talking to you, you're getting me on a two-second delay. I've been documenting it, right? So it's kind of, it's a, yeah, we got to play a different game. I'm with you, Gabe. We'll feel it out. We're feeling it out right now. What yeah, you got to do? Exactly. Adjust. Adjust. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, it's very uh, walkie-talkie-ish. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very, yeah, it's very walkie-talkie-ish. You got to sort of, yeah, you got to wait until the other person's done, and and then there's then you get the little delays, but if everybody just waits, then then it works out. Mark Lawrence is fine because he's always on his own sort of weird <laughs> time anyway. Hate him. Yeah, it's true. David Jones <laughs> will be starting. <laughs> Um, LSU. Yeah, LSU is playing Georgia Southern, as Mark alluded to. We talked about this number. So if both teams won 10 games the year before or more, and you're getting points, you take the points. Since 1990, this has happened five times. Anytime you're getting 28 or more with two teams that won 10 games in game one of the season. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Red Heat and Rage Radio and uh, Television, Zumo TV Channel 719, uh, among many other uh, platforms. We appreciate uh, you joining us. LouGamblu.com uh, will join us in the second hour of the program. Also, will be back tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern. I believe it's Tony Finn and Brian Leonard uh, joining us uh, tonight. We'll get into a lot of college uh, football uh, talk. Uh, Lou is a uh, football and fighting guy. He likes football, fighting, and hockey. Although that's not really true because Lou tells us that, but it doesn't take much, Cam, as we find out, 
All you got to do is just interrogate Lou a little bit, and then he starts telling you about, well, I do have three or four WNBA futures, and I I did play this, and I bet baseball every Wednesday. It's like, well, you don't, you're betting on a lot more sports than you're letting on, Lou. Excellent point. You know, I remember you were shaking him down last week, and he's like, I got some information on the Mountain West Conference, and we're like, where the hell was this before, right? No, you said it, and the best was when the WNBA futures. I almost fell off my chair. You're right. Lou dips his hands in a lot more pies than people think, but uh, Marenzi, you're the interrogator. you got to poke him to get the info, or else he won't tell. Yeah. No, but I like what he said on under the witness stand when he got defensive about it. He stated, I didn't say I didn't bet this stuff. I just don't give it to people. I don't post it, <laughs> which is a good point. Like, on yeah, his website, like, Lou, like, he, he does football and fighting and hockey. He's not posting baseball picks. He's not posting, uh, but even college football. I mean, he gets into college football. Uh, he gets into college football a little bit. We'll focus in on, uh, we'll focus, uh, we'll focus in on the NFL. It's a UFC in China. And, uh, dude, it's one of these cards, bro, that. Like uh, I don't know if you want to give it a shot and trying to pronounce these Tread names, lightly? but <laughs> yes. like it's well, I don't. I've, I've never heard of any of these fighters. I don't know. Maybe Lou will go. Like we're we're reaching, reaching. Song Ken. take the five horse, five horse at Del Mar. Five horse at Del Mar. One minute to post. Go run to the window during my update. Oh, five horse Del Mar, yeah. Three minutes to post it. Across the Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I got great news, guys. Oh. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 You got it. And communication, the key. I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News Update. And welcome, listeners, on Zumo Channel 719. Welcome to the Sports Grid family. We got two live games in the MLB this afternoon, Yankees and Seattle. Seattle did tie it up at two, but uh, Gary Sanchez, he had a he had 30th home run of the year, a two-run shot. Aaron Judge has gone deep. The Yankees exploding. They're up 6-2 to two right now. St. Louis and Milwaukee, Brewers win 4-1. to one. It's a final. Hire a home run and three RBI for the Brew Crew. Great game for Lyles, too. Jordan Lyles, this guy talking gas can, not recently. Uh, had nine Ks in the victory. Flaherty takes a loss. Hater save number 26 for the Brewers. Next game up. We have a game in five minutes right now. Pittsburgh and Philly, so better get that win in, guys. It's not a 7.05 start. 6.05, Phil's minus 150 against uh, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Keller versus Velasquez, total 10. We got a pair at 7.05, Baltimore and Washington. That's 4.20 favorites, 9. Wojciechowski and Scherzer, Atlanta laying 40 cents. A Toronto, Fulte and Vegas pack, 9.5. A trio at 7.10, Cubs and Mets. Mets a quarter favorites. Syndergaard and Hendricks, 7.5 year total. Since he's laying 160 at Miami. Total eight, Desclafani and Alcantara, Cleveland, laying a 210 at Detroit, nine and a half year total, Savelli and Zimmerman at 810. We got the Twins minus 185 at the White Sox, Eggs Odorizzi and Detweiler, 10 and a half. We got Tampa and Houston, Astros laying 245, eight, Yarbrough and Cole, 
Oakland minus 170 at KC, over under nine. Rourke and Junis, Boston minus 190 at Colorado, 13 and a half year total. Rodriguez and Lambert, LA minus 200 at San Diego. Maeda versus Wingenner, nine is your total. And Texas and the Angels, Halos minus 175, class versus Sandoval total, seven and a half, sorry, 10 and a half there. San Diego Padres claiming outfielder Nick Martini off waivers from Oakland. It's looking more and more like star Ezekiel Elliott will not be playing for Dallas in week one. Dallas uh, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones had nothing new to say in regards to the contract negotiations with the holdout running back. And with the regular season less than two weeks away, Jones appeared to accept the fact that his team could be missing its Pro Bowl running back. So uh, we'll see what happens there. From Jones, we have a marathon here. We want Zeke when we get to the playoffs. We want Zeke in the dog days of the season, Jones telling a Dallas radio station. He added, they're prepared to move on without Elliott for the start of the year. And uh, yeah, that's interesting stuff. Elliott too, two years remaining on that contract. And uh, he's holding out because he wants to be paid among the top running backs in the National Football League. Jones also said Zeke's off-field problems have not uh, been a hindrance to the discussion on trying to hammer out a new deal. Dallas opens up with the Giants week one. After returning to practice Tuesday, San Fran running back Jared McKinnon suffered a setback from a torn ACL. Uh, Flare-up of McKinnon's surgically repaired knee, sources telling NFL Network the injury is. For 49ers GM John Lynch saying the development, not encouraging for the team. He signed a four-year, $30 million deal with San Fran last offseason. He tore his ACL in September and missed all of the 2018 season. Uh, This year, he was expected to fight for a role in the 49er backfield with Tevin Coleman, who they signed, including Matt Breida and Raheem Mostert also in the running back mix. Uh, But good news for the 49ers. John Lynch said number two overall pick Nick Bosa recovering well from an ankle sprain. He has a chance to play in the regular season opener. Uh, The pass rusher has been out early since August and shed his walking boot on October 14th. The Niners open up their season on the road September 8th versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in tennis. We got some interesting stuff going on here. Three seed Carolina Pliskova. She is on fire, ladies and gentlemen, and took care of business easily, winning 6-4, 6-4 in her match. So she has moved on, hasn't dropped a set in the tourney as well. Uh, That's uh, good, good stuff for her. On the men's side, 13 seed Borna Koric. He's withdrawn from the tournament, has a lower back strain. NBA news, good news. Knicks rookie R.J. Barrett landing a multi-year shoe deal with Puma. Puma connecting to some young stars in the league. Already signed up DeAndre Ayton, Bagley the third in the mix as well as now Barrett. Uh, Barrett, awesome at Duke, 22.6 points, 7.6 boards, and 4.3 assists as a freshman before being drafted by the Knicks. In uh, some sad news in the NHL, a great career for Cam Ward retiring after 14 seasons. Ward took over for Carolina in the net his rookie year in 2005-06. He led them to their first and only franchise Stanley Cup. The then then 22-year-old also won Conn Smythe as playoff MVP. What a year it was. The New York Islanders have signed forward Anthony Beauvillier to a two-year deal with 4.2. The 22-year-old uh, collected 18 goals and 28 points in 81 games with the New York Islanders. Golf News, Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka they headlined the nominees for PGA Tour Player of the Year. Kepka uh, the favorite right now due to his amazing success taking care of majors. He was an absolute beast this year. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio. We'll have Gamblu on. Thanks to Mark Lawrence for breaking down some college football with us. So stick around. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Hour 2 from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. And we're coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Game time time decisions. decisions. All right, let's do this thing. 
Level two. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage. I am Renzi with the FanDuel Sportbook at the Meadowlands. The Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, throwing it down. Uh, we've got Major League uh, Baseball on the board here this evening, but it's the countdown to college uh, football, NFL football, around the corner now, eight days away. As we told you, starting tomorrow night, there's no turning back. There's football, 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 and more uh, football. But I'm going to have to remember what my late, great um, uh, close friend uh, used to always uh, say at the beginning of these seasons. Remember, as Dave Malinsky would always uh, tell me, and uh, all of us, remember that this is uh, its a marathon, not a sprint. It's Brutal. easy to come flying out of the gate, and you want to get crazy. And listen, we all bet more money on football, at least most of us do. There's something about it. I'm pretty much like this with the NBA now, though, too, Cam, where, you know, like I'm not going to put a dime or two down on a, on a baseball game for the most part. I'm not saying I never have, but yeah, if, I, if I have that type of money on a baseball game, I'm either really rich or I'm in a lot of trouble, bro. And I, I'm, in a, I'm in a bad place where I'm betting, you know, 500 and a dime a baseball game, and it ain't working. I'm, oh, I got to put 2,000 on. Like, it's the, yeah. that's the worst feeling, Kim. It is. Like, I've it done is. it, bro. Remember when I was in Liberty Village and I had that guy across the street? I was betting and I had 3K a limit, man, a week. And I remember there were times, bro, like, I'm watching, like, late night Mariner games with 1,800 bucks on them. Oh, it's I not know. a good way to I live. <laughs> oh, I uh, know. I haven't been betting that much this At week, least football, it's once a week. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, uh, with college, I, I let, let's call it two or three days a week. It's not seven days a week. So it's a little bit different. But, yeah, you're right. You don't want to do those crazy things. I've done it a few times, too, you know. Sunday, when you're playing with the street book, you don't want to meet the guy. You overextend yourself on a Sunday night game. It's stupid. It's It's a stupid, stupid way to go. You've been gambling long enough. You know it is, but you tend to do it. Hopefully, we have some uh, good picks, some discipline with football, and futures. I know, Gabe, you're not a patient person, and I'm not either, but we have to do it. Futures are key, and it's really nice when you wake up one day and go, wow, I got that $800 ticket. You go to cash it, and you get a little bit more of the bankroll. I know it sucks putting down the money early. You'll be thankful later when you got a mid of future tickets with wins over unders that you can cash. Oh, I plan on playing five, uh, if not more, NFL futures. College futures are a little bit more volatile, but I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I have a lot of respect for Mark Lawrence, but at the same point in time, I still think Utah wins this game tomorrow. I don't think there is this phase by going on the road because it is in-state. It's a rivalry game. BYU did blow a 20-0 lead last year. All right, They were up 20 points at the half, uh, uh, and the Utes came back and won the football game. You bet this race? I've been asking for the song. I've been asking for the song Holy War for a couple of days before uh, Megadeth, and instead, uh, we get uh, I'll Do Anything uh, for Love. But I won't do that! From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
we go. Here we go. Nice intro. BYU, Utah. Holy War. Megadeth. Did you bet the race game? Second. No. No, I bet the Yankees parlayed with the Nationals. Lost on a photo. Nah, nah. Uh, I could not resist. Yeah, the Yankees are up six to two right now. So that's uh, let's get an updated score here. Yeah, I think it's uh, a six to two. The Mariners did tie it up. Oh yeah. So what happened but, uh, with the five horse? Uh, he came second. He lost on a photo. I thought he won. He got edged out by a nose. Like oh, it was a photo finish, huh? Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But second, it fought, and his odds went up to five to one. So, you know, I made my, I bet him across the board, but you know, a few bucks here, a few bucks there. Anything, anything in the plus, Gabe, that's the motto of the story. Plus, plus is key. All right, let's bring in uh, Lou right now from GambleU.com. Uh, Lou, always a pleasure. How you doing this afternoon? Always my pleasure, Gabriel, to share with uh, you and Cam. I'm doing great. And uh, even though uh, we're... We have somewhat of an obscure fight card this week. We do have the first fight in 12 fight cards in a row. Wow. Um, what a time of the year to be a sports better right now. You know, like you've got uh, NASCAR playoffs, UFC on a weekly basis, uh, coming fast and furious, out of college of football, NFL football. NBA basketball, guys, is suddenly like, like only like six and a half weeks away or something like that. And then one of your favorites, uh, Lou, NHL hockey around the corner as well. Great time of the year to be a sports fan um, and uh, to be a sports better. And I was going to say it's great time uh, like for, for single people, actually. The single uh, lonely degenerate loser heart club, uh, Cam. Right? Like this time of year, it's like, hey, it, oh, there's always a game on. <laughs> You're right. This is the type of time, like, you know, when you're when guys are single and you have that off season, it's like, oh, man, I really wish I had a chick tonight. You know, I'm lonely. I'd like to have sex, go out for dinner, wine and dine. But when the sports season's running in full, uh, you got to you know, there's more things to do. Marant, so let's put it that way. Less lonely. Yeah, you, know, you, don't, uh, you know, and also you don't have to worry about stuff. Yeah, it's true. And for the married guy, it's just the opposite. And for you, Lou? I'm a married guy, so during the off season, I'm I, I need football to start so I can get away from my wife. I holy smokes! I mean, Jiminy Christmas! She's got me out in the yard. She's got me fixing the gutters. I, finally, when she knows when the fall comes. She can't talk to me. Nobody touches me. That nobody say. Everybody stay away. Well, you've only uh, you've only got one more Sunday, Lou. One uh, one uh, one last Sunday, and then um, then it's go time. Starting tomorrow, there's football pretty much uh, every night. Uh, actually, there's college of football tomorrow night. There's a Friday night, Saturday. There's college on Sunday uh, this weekend. There's a Monday night uh, college football game, Notre Dame and Louisville, and then subsequently next Thursday, the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers, as uh, the Bears. The tables have turned as the Bears are now favorites. And over the years, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers 
uh, Aaron Rodgers like really feasted on the Bears over the years. I don't have to tell you, Lou. I know you're a Bears fan, actually, but um, last year was the first game of the year, right? Aaron Rodgers had that big comeback. You know, Khalil Mack looked great, and he's sacking everyone. And then, but Aaron Rodgers had to come back, and then the season was pretty much all downhill from there. And then the Bears season absolutely took off. So it's almost like a, um, it's like a, it's like a, a warning. To remember, you can't overreact after week one, guys, in the NFL. If you remember a couple of years ago, let's say two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, remember the Minnesota Vikings. It was the year the Vikings went to the NFC Conference Championship game, and it was the year the, uh, it was the, year the, um, the Eagles won. If you remember, the Vikings were really good. San Francisco were 2-14. and 14. They beat the Vikings on the first game of the, the year, Monday Night Football. People are like, oh, the Vikings are going to be bad this year. And, oh, look at San Francisco. Minnesota went like 12, uh, 13 and 3. San Francisco went like 2 and 14. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, as it stands uh, right now, guys, uh, the Bears are laying three and a half points in this football game. Interesting game. Thursday night, kickoff to the season. Uh, old, old, ancient saddles like me uh, traditionally are. Very, very high on division underdogs. And when you start to talk about division teams, and we know everybody knows each other, there's no real surprises yet. Green Bay got a new coach here. Green Bay's going to be plenty motivated. So will the Bears. But if you're going to give me a high-quality team, game one of the season in a division game, I'm taking three and a half points. I don't care where it is, guys. Yeah, it's a big hook. It's a very big hook. And like on my book, Lou, it's three. But if you can get that three and a half with Green Bay, I think it, I think the game's probably going to be around three or four, Gabe, don't you think, too? The Bears will want to take care of business, but a divisional game, the one motivation the Bears have is Green Bay's kicked their ass so many times over the last couple of years, and they like to do the same. But I think that hook is really, really big if you're betting this game. I got to believe the second time they played last year, uh, I got to believe the second time they played last year, the Chicago would have been uh, favorites because they were so good late. But, yeah, you know, Green Bay, man, had won one, two, three, uh, three and one, four and one, five and one, six and one, seven and one, eight and one. They're actually eight and two still in their last 10 games against them. So, yeah, the Bears yep. will be dialed in. Listen, the Bears are definitely due for a regression. I don't have a strong feel for this game. I know everyone's going to want to, you know, run to the window and get in on it. It's the first game of the year. Um, You know, it's not, neither team is, you know, I'm not like, oh, the Bears are definitely going to roll them. And I don't trust the Packers either. We're still eight days away. But as far as season win totals are concerned, uh, Lou, a lot of people think the Chicago Bears are due for a regression uh, this year. I brought it up this morning. Guys, when a team is the number one defense in the NFL and they're ranked number one like the Bears were last year, the following year they average ninth, which is still pretty freaking good, you know, to be a top ten defense. But, you know, we, we, we talked about this, like, you know, we've talked about this with football teams that win a lot of close games, that had a lot of turnovers, you know, recovered fumbles, um, interceptions, and... I'm not one of these guys that fully says, because a lot of handicappers will tell you that turnovers are totally random. And I don't believe that. 
I think bad teams turn the ball over more than good teams. I would agree but with that. at the same point in time, at, yeah, you know, when people, oh, they got lucky. No, they create stuff. Oh, I mean, no. there, there is something yep. to it. It's sort of like bad coaches. Undisciplined teams take more penalties. There's certain okay. correlations. But without being exactly. stated, the the Bears outliers last year were freaking crazy, Lou. We're talking like interceptions every seven passes, and they recovered every fumble. They didn't fumble. Like, you know, you got to be good to be lucky, lucky to be good. But, you know, and plus they had a much easier schedule last year, the Bears. Once you win 12 games, suddenly you get the first place schedule. Do you believe, Lou, the Bears are in for a regression this year? I absolutely believe they're in for a regression this year. I I believe what you said about defenses uh, falling back a little. And while you would tend to think that the Bears would hold their own, let's not forget their defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, is now the head coach over in Denver. There's going to be some adjustment on the defense as well. Uh, Regression, most people believe, is going to – listen, let's not make this harder than it is, guys. Yeah, the Bears' schedule's tough, but they got a good offensive line. This, that, this, that. Here's what it comes down to, plain and simple. Can Trubisky – win a game when the game is on the line for the Bears. Now, they got they got lucky against Philadelphia last year with the double doing. Uh, and, yeah, he, he completed a long pass in that game. Uh, but the people, most people that feel that Chicago's in for regression, right, feel that it'll be pre- Okay. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Time decisions. For DraftKings tournament setting your lineups using DailyRoto.com's DFS lineup optimizer. For joining countless number of people that have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass, a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's the promo code ACTION for a special 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Uh, yeah, Cam, when the music uh, just starts going, I think we're going to have to go. Yang's a little slow with the back-to-live action, fellas, if you notice it now. When I hear a little, the, uh, little when slow, I hear Yang. I wait three seconds and I do the thing, but we're having a delay thing, so yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not I don't know what's happening. Back to live action. I'm just got a whole lot of things going on. So when we back, I say we're back, baby. <sighs> Thanks, Yang. Um, as I've stated, though, as much as we love you, we kind of know we're back when the music's playing. Like I'm used to the back to live action, fellas, but. If you're going to be late with it, then it throws everybody off. Gotcha, <laughs> buddy. Cam, Next time, back to Cam's live action. Cam's for the back to live action. Yeah, yeah. Cam's waiting for the back to live action, but he's not gone. And I'm like, hey, somebody's got to say something. 
All I right. Got you, buddy. Uh, that's not. That's not. Um, that's not. It's not going on in, in the box score though. It's not. A, it's not even really a hit. He's coming out to the mound. Talk to me. Let Let's me call it. Uh, no, we'll call this one a single because we were playing a shift. I, I like to look we at it as a, a mound shift. visit, like a little mound visit. Get your head back in the game, buddy. <laughs> oh, get my head back in the game. Okay. okay. No, now that the more I think game. about it, you know, I mean, like, kind of feel like a gentleman, and you know, he wants. Kind of feel like action. a double. It's almost like the signs got mixed up. The catcher got the signs. Now, the more, up. the more. Yeah. yeah, that's a good the signs got missed. No, no, but no, no, but somehow you're deflecting this. You do a good job of that. You've switched it yeah. about somehow the signs got mixed. And no signs. You're just a little slow out of the gate. Like I said, you're a little, like, uh, you know what it is? Like, people are stealing Stop. bases, Yang. You're a little slow, like, on a mound here. You're not You're not checking the runners. I balked? Nah, that's not a ball. There's no hits. hits. All right, no hits. But they stole a base on me. I gave up a walk, and they stole a base. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Tough league. Yeah, I don't know. Lots it could be a balk. I think it is a balk. Balk. Yeah, I'll take a balk. I think it is a balk. A balk in the mound visit. <laughs> Sorry, right. you're doing a good job. You're doing a great okay, job. Yeah. Thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate it. Just remember to just remember to just remember to turn the mic Back off. Back to live okay. action. Mic on, mic off, and we're all good. Yeah. There you go. Thanks. All right, let's let's go with Lou here. See what we put up with Lou. What we got to deal with here? But I know you're just going to defend Yang. He's oh, he's a great guy. I, I do. I like Yang. Yang's got a lot of plates. He got to keep spinning. So you know, it's, a, it's tough yeah. for everybody. Yeah, he's a good server, Lou. Yeah, you're right. Six plates. Yeah, that's what he is. It's better though. than the waiter at the Olive Garden. That's for sure. He can pitcher. He pitcher. Yeah, Yang's like the dude outside a subway station with like the bowling pins. He's juggling them all. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, fellas? He's got them going on. The juggler. Speaking and that's your new nickname, yeah. The juggler. Juggler. Instead of the Joker. You gotta, you gotta drop some change. You know them jugglers, man. They got the, the little change thing in there. You know, got the change. Yep. You gotta drop a couple dollars in there. Give me a green bean sandwich, baby. Yeah, and G Gabe, he also has two different shoes because jugglers are very eccentric. He's got a black and white shoe, so yeah, it's it good for his getup too. I'm with you. The juggler's great. I hope it sticks. Yeah, 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 yeah. The juggler. But it was raining today in New York, so Yang didn't bust out the equalities today. They're, you know, they're uh, a little nice. Those shoes are too good for the rain. Yeah, no, nah, I can't bring those out in the rain, buddy. No, 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 no equalities. <laughs> <laughs> today is inequality. All right, so we move. Inequality. All right, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, all right, Lou. All right, Lou. So we've got uh, UFC. Any any final? Uh, we're going to speak next Wednesday, Lou. So it'll be the, uh, the day before the NFL. The NFL season starts. I don't know if you've got an NFL comment or two or team you want to throw out there, a future, a pick. If not, uh, forever hold your peace, and we'll get into the UFC China. Yeah, uh, Bears are going as far as Trubisky takes them. I think that it, I can't quite tell if it's Minnesota or Packers, but it's Minnesota or Green Bay that's going to win that division, in my opinion. I do uh, totals that I've released in NFL season over-unders, the Rams and Kansas City, both under 10 and a half. I, I can't tell you how much I like them. I'm not going to go into detail, uh, but there's plenty of reasons to like each. Uh, and then on uh, after we speak next week, Gabriel and Cam, I'll be jumping a plane to go to Vegas and spend Thursday there, watch opening day in Vegas and 
you know, do a little further commiserating with with many of my friends up there. It's a it's a great day to go there because that's when I bet anything positive. Now we didn't talk about Andrew Luck, but that's a perfect example of why you wait until the day before the season starts to take any NFL future in a positive sense, whether it's to make the playoffs, whether it's to yeah. it's go over a season total, mm-hmm. you got to win because injuries will kill you. I've said that before. There's Louis, a yeah. lot of sharp people. There's a lot of sharp people with Indianapolis tickets that are, that are, uh, have some serious indigestion today. Yeah. Well, you know what? They, they're not so sharp because they should have known Andrew Luck hadn't practiced I think the writing was yep. sort of on the wall. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're exactly right, Lou, and I tell people about that. And, listen, I guess you could argue, like, a good example is like Paul Bovey. Paul Bovey dropped $5,000 on the Buffalo Bills to go over the number. All right? And he did this about two months ago. Now, he got it at, like, minus 120 or something, or minus 125, 120. Now the Bills... Over six and a half is minus 185, minus 190 or so. Most spots have it at some spots have it at seven right now. Now, he dodged a bullet, Lou. He dodged a bullet that there was no major injury. Nothing crazy happened with the Buffalo Bills uh, right now. You know, it wouldn't shock me if they if they traded LaShawn McCoy or released him or something like that. But, you know, nothing, nothing crazy happened, but... You know, so he sort of dodged the bullet and he got a better price. But I'm with you, Lou. I've always told people over the years, unless you're betting an under, you can bet an under. But you're betting an over. Only bad things can happen between now and then with player injuries. At least you're betting an under. It's like, hey, it's it's even better. But I'll tell you, Lou, I think it went from the Colts being overrated to now underrated. I mean, now the Colts are plus 500 to win this division. Um, which is way too high. That's a great. There's great odds on that. I know a bet isn't good if it doesn't win, but in this case, I think it is. And and then the Colt win total went from nine and a half down to six and a half, which I thought was a way big overreaction. But then it got bet back up to seven. But I think there's value on the Colts actually now, Lou. To be honest with you, like the, for people that waited this out. So I totally agree. Uh, uh, listen. What we do in betting NFL is so reliant on the tsunami of overreaction created by daily press and all these guys and gals sitting around at 6 a.m. talking NFL in the morning, and they don't very little about football. All they know about is how to sell copy and overreact. They make our job a lot easier, and I think that's a great point you raised, Gabriel, that there's value on Indianapolis now after the overreaction. All right, UFC China. Going to need your help on this one, Lou. I've been in football mode, bro, and I got to yeah. be honest with you. I got What's a real problem. Phonics? I don't I don't know anything about Mosfar. <laughs> Mosfar Evalov versus Zen, Zen Hong, Hong Lu. Lu. Oh, yep. God, Lou. I don't know, Lou. Like, you, you got something for us here, Lou? We all got a couple of minutes left because me and Cam... Got to get into baseball. Yeah, we got a couple minutes here, but what, what do you make of this card? Yeah, I, I make of this card that all they're trying to do is, is export their brand to China. They've had numerous fighters ditch off of the card. They've, they've played a shell game, but there's, there's three or four fights worth watching. Uh, the main event, Jang and Andrade, is going to be a good fight, and 
listen, that Andrage opens 265. She gets bet down a little. This is no easy fight for Jessica Andrage. Uh, she has to go to China and fight Jang in her backyard. And, yeah, the Chinese gal has fought well, shallower competition. But she also has a style that could really bother Andrade. She's a tall, stand-up striker. She's going to use her one-inch reach and, and her two-inch height advantage to try and keep this fight standing and keep Andrade on the outside. And I think she can. I think she can have success doing it. Then you go to the second fight, the co-main event, Elysia Dos Santos, who's a killer. Uh, he goes in to mainland China to fight another local Chinese guy, the leech, Li Jingliang. Listen, these are, in each case, each Brazilian, the champion Andrade and Elysius Dos Santos, these fighters are taking tremendous risks by traveling across the world and fighting fighters well below their caliber. And I'm going to tell you that one of these Chinese fighters is going to win this fight. Which one it is, I'm not sure. That, therefore, I think I see myself taking each underdog, and if I split, I'll win money. Yeah. Lou. Yeah. Gamblue.com. Go ahead, Ken. And hope for the plus 225, Lou. Over Xing Liang. That's the one you want, buddy. Then you'll make some serious cake. I think that's the one. I, I think Zhang against Andrade is the more likely uh, outcome. Uh, Dos, Santo, uh, Dos Santos, he's vastly underrated. And I see him fighting with a chip. Jing Liang's kind of deliberate, slow, premeditated. And I think Jing Liang may be in over his head. But uh, these Brazilian fighters, they don't come with an overabundance of IQ. And I could see Jessica Andrade, who's been talking in the press, about changing her game and being much more technical, she might outthink herself, guys. LouGamblu.com. Thanks for the time. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. A little slow. A little slow, Yang. The enthusiasm there, you're, buddy. Cam, am I wrong? I think you're on a delay. I, I think you're on a delay, Gabe. I, I don't know what it is, but I thought he was quicker this time. The last commercial before my read, he was about two seconds off. This time, I think he was a little bit quicker. Oh, yeah, no. Nah, I mean, like, uh, there's a new uh, kind of shot that you, uh, we usually uh, come back into. So, it, like, you know, want to make sure that oh, the yeah, shot yeah, gets yeah, in yeah, before yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I bring you guys in, man. Just, you know, trying out some new stuff. My it's all good, yeah. and everything. Like, so great job. It's all good. Back to live you, action, fellas. What are you eating, Cam? Huh? Let's see. You're, you're, what are you trying to eat, Cam? In between, what are you trying to eat here? Oh, what did you guess? That I'm, oh, I'm not eating anything now. It was the remnants of uh, a hamburger. 
Well, during the break, you were. I could see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had one. No, I had one on the counter, and I threw it in the microwave for 30 seconds, and I put a little uh, burger sauce on it, and, uh, yeah, it kind of got stuck in my teeth. I don't have time to go to the 640 bathroom like no, Yank, but you, i got to hey. go pretty soon. I'll hold it for 16 minutes. Sorry, I'm starving. I, I, really, I, I just have a burger just sitting out for me during that break. I just I wolfed it down pretty quick. I'm not going to lie. Not a lot of breathing. <laughs> no, we got you. The, the shot got you, sort of, Steve. You're like a oh, bird in a park. To, You're like, yeah, oh, we got oh, you sort of stuffed in there. Oh, damn camera. Oh, no, we can see you finishing it off. You're like, I'm not eating now. I'm oh, like, no, I no. just saw you oh, eat. No, no, no. That's a complete lie. I'm not pulling a yang. I had no burger I brought to the computer. That was the remnants of it stuck to the side of my mouth. Uh, I, I did not have a burger oh. in my hand. I ate it right there. Yeah, so truth be told, that's just, uh, you, it was a soft so bun. Re- I caught in my molars. Soft bun. <laughs> so here, <laughs> soft soft bun. All right. I told you, Gabe, we're getting older. So uh, we're going to get into the baseball feet. picks. Anyway, yeah, let's, let's go to baseball here. Yes. Yeah. To the dental plan. What do we got? Just quickly on the baseball Yankees. picks. Oakland A's closer, Liam Hendricks, blast the, uh, blast the Warriors, says uh, that uh, the Warriors always treated the athletics like shit. He said uh, mm. that he's thrilled that Stephen Curry and the Warriors are moving. Now, this is where Liam Hendricks' story doesn't add up. He goes, when the Warriors sucked and the A's were good, we would give them tickets. But when the Warriors became good, they decided to cut all ties and become a bunch of A-holes. They always treated us poorly. He goes, "Uh, one time I wasn't allowed to leave in the parking lot because I was told I wasn't as important as a fan for the Golden State Warriors. And I'm thinking, Liam Hendricks used to blow on the Jays and... You've only been on the A's for three years, and the Warriors have been winning titles for the last five years. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about, about giving tickets away. Secondly, you can't give tickets away to an Oakland Athletic game to a homeless person outside of Jack in the Box. All right? Stadium holds 56,000 people. I get about 13,000 people. Gold State Warrior tickets are going for $95,000, Liam. It's a little bit different, bro, as far as exchanging tickets, Ken. Like, <laughs> I'll give Liam credit. Uh, Hendricks, one thing, when he was a scrub with the Jays, actually pitching the All-Star game now. I don't know how the hell he got good in a couple of years, but he used to be one of the biggest scrubs in baseball. Now, all of a sudden, the guy's making All-Star teams? Anyway, I'm with you. Whatever. That stadium's a dump. Steroids? Could be. <laughs> Steroids? He's an Australian. T- he's Australian. T- I'm not accusing. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. Maybe the Vegemite? I don't know what the hell he's on, but uh, it's working for him. It's working. Now, you know what? One thing with Australians, they hate cheaters, bro. They're really not oh, down. Yeah. Like, uh, even if you're Australian, like, you're a disgrace. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, one of their swimmers, like, no, you, they really take it seriously. Like, here, like, you know, if you're American, you get caught. No one really cares. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, ah, I don't hate yeah, like, on the guy who's just trying to win. Like, right? Like, in Australia, it's like, it, it's not fair to, yeah, like Lawrence Armstrong. Lance Armstrong was an Aussie. They'd go, boo. Well, he's kind of a of, villain. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he is a villain. No, no. He, he, gets, super- he, he gets he gets booed here as uh, well. Yeah, we got to do something about this delay. It's like uh, starting to really drive me crazy. Um, all right, so baseball uh, here tonight. Speaking of driving you crazy, baseball can drive you mad. Scherzer is a minus 410 favorite. The total is nine. If you want to lay a run and a half, guys, it's minus 186 in this spot. And I listen, I have the Yankees and the Nationals in a parlay. It wasn't that bad, actually. It was like minus 133 or something like that. 
uh, when I played it. But with that being stated, I don't have a problem laying a run and a half of the Nationals. After last night, payback's a bitch. It's going to happen. They're not beating Scherzer. And like I always like to say, you know, you don't want to rob the same bank twice. Our boy Dan in Pennsylvania, who's a regular uh, viewer, um, he knows the line. He said, uh, Baltimore aren't robbing the same bank two days in a row, Cam. Washington win this exactly. game, and I'm comfortable laying a run and a half. I'll even double dip. I have them in a parlay already, but I'll lay the run and a half as well. Yeah, no, Scherzer should be able to control this Orioles lineup. Wojciechowski has been okay. He had one good game, but he's coming back down to earth. The line's big at 425. Find a dance partner or two dance partners. If you like a threesome, a three-game parlay, or just lay the 125, minus 425 Nationals, minus 225 Tribe. I'm laying uh, minus one and a half, minus 184. Uh, in this uh, baseball game all right uh the braves the braves uh it's waggis pack and uh fulte fulton who it's here fulte's actually been pretty good and uh waggis pack's been all right as well cam the old backpack's been getting it done um total is nine and a half in this game i'm going with my uh the morency panton under the number nobody's gonna bet the freaking under of this game they're going to look at Waggis Pack. Who the hell? Jacob Waggis Pack. Yeah, he's 4-1 and one with a 3-6 ERA. Third consecutive start after impressive back-to-back outings. He allowed two runs on six hits, two walks, ten strikeouts over the last 12 and, uh, and a third innings. Uh, he held the Dodgers to one hit across seven shutout innings, getting a no decision. You know, this kid, Donna, I'm not saying the Jays have a future star pitcher or anything. It's premature, but give him credit, man. This Waggis Pack's been getting the job done, but... You got to believe the Braves bounce back tonight, Cam. How about the Braves and the under here? Yeah, I got the the total is ten on my book uh, there. If you can get Gabe, maybe wait till game time a little bit because it really? might go to ten. I don't think many people are going to be betting the under. I got nine That's and a huge half, half run, huge half run. I like Fulton Evans tonight. Uh, Waggis Pack's been a good story. Could be a fifth starter, and he's been better than Reed Foley and all these other guys that they've called up. He's been the surprise, but I got to believe the Braves rebound tonight at minus a buck thirty, and at ten you'd lean under as well. This team screws me all the time, but um, I, I think I, they, they're going to they'll get it done here tonight. All right, Syndergaard and Hendricks. Strowman was good last night until I said he was good, and I cursed him. But it was basically the third the third time through the lineup. The Mets, uh, they started to hit him. The Mets defense blows. You got Syndergaard on the hill here tonight who's been in a freaking zone. I've been, I don't know if you noticed, Cam. I basically take the Mets in the under every day. And for yes, the most do. part, it hits. And when the Mets yep. don't hit, the under salvages it. Like last night. You know, and I had the strike castle too. So I'm just going to go back to the well. I know they've lost four in a row right now. They're going to need a freaking win here soon, the Mets. I think they get it. I think Thor... Lays the hammer down tonight, uh, Ken. The Mets get it done like, I don't know, four, you know, four, two, three, one. Lower scoring game, Mets win tonight. I like the Mets. Uh, the only worry is sometimes Hendricks pitches really, really well when he nibbles. The Mets have to be patient tonight. Don't fall. He's, he's a, you know, sometimes he's a soft tosser. You know, he, he can occasionally walk the guys. Don't go up there free swinging. You'll get your pet pitch eventually. I think, uh, and I'm with you, Syndergaard. Yes, at minus 120, I think Syndergaard is a great play tonight. Yeah, I, I, I lean to the Mets, too. It will make the betting card. Mets. Um, Syndergaard, we have some nice numbers uh, for Syndergaard uh, here as well. As far as, um, let's see, the courtesy of the uh, the database, the coffee club. Syndergaard, 8-1 uh, in his career at home in the month of August. 
including 5-0 and his last five August uh, starts. Uh, you mentioned it. <coughs> Hendricks has been pitching well. Great performance against San Francisco. Seven scoreless innings, three-hit baseball. Uh, he also won seven stellar innings in his previous start, but he got a no decision against Pittsburgh in that game. Meanwhile, Syndergaard lowered his ERA to 182 in his last eight starts since the All-Star break, dominating the Cleveland Indians. Um, his last eight starts, they're deeming him. He's eight for eight in quality starts in his last eight. Total seven and a half, but they're just trying to scare us off, Cam. Give me the Metropolitans and give me the under. Seven and a half. Cincinnati and Miami, Discofani and Alcantara. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like uh, this is the, the, the mob versus the cartel. You know, it's like a movie. Yeah. You're right. Desclafani, he's got two the Italian population. Filled, filled with yep. guns and cocaine. <laughs> You're right. And uh, it's like Discofani, Alcantara. It's like the family names going head to head here. Cincinnati Reds are minus 154. They've been getting the better of these guys in this series. I'm passing on this game. I don't want any part of it, though. Yeah, I, I lean to the Reds, but I'm going to pass as well. Uh, they're just volatile. The bullpen's been very bad recently. Maybe a first five bet with Desclafani, but, you know, pass. There's no need to bet this game. The juice is too high for the Reds. I don't really like the rest of the baseball games. Everything, I, you know, maybe uh, I'll throw something later gonna, or something will come to me. But I'm going to be honest with you, I hate it. I hate this board, and we talked about it. We got to practice. You know what? You had a good night yesterday. I didn't, right? So I had a really good thing going in the last few few days. I don't want to piss it away anymore. I'm sick and tired of it. It was a really, really hor- a horrible night. Nothing came through. You got to be selective tonight. You're right. The, the rest of these games, look at all the high juice games too, Gabe. Like, And they're not confident high juice games too, right? They're tough teams. Like, I like Savali and the Indians against the Tigers. They're minus 220. Sure. Uh, Odorizzi and the Twins on the road, minus 200. Like, I can't be parlaying all this stuff. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay might be an, uh, Houston's minus 240. Tampa Bay might be a, uh, an interesting pooch with Yarborough. Yeah, there's nothing. Like, I look at this game, pass, pass, pass. Don't trust the Dodgers with Maeda. It's a tough baseball board tonight. You got to be really selective. So I'm going to take the um, the Washington Nationals. So I, I posted the play earlier, guys. I tweeted it out. Uh, we weren't on the air yet, uh, but uh, Yankees at uh, Nationals parlay. Uh, Bronx Bombers are up 6-2 right now out there at Safeco. And now we've got the Nationals to win the game. Uh, but we're going to double dip it. Um, scared money never wins. If you're scared, if you're scared go to church. Um, Nationals, minus a run and a half, minus 184. Going to take the Atlanta Braves, minus 128, although I'm already concerned about this because these guys always screw me. Braves, Jays, under 9.5. Mets minus 120, Cubs, Mets under 7.5, and And we hit it last night. We're going to add it, Cam. Let's go Cubs, Mets, no run in the first inning. Like it. uh, Hopefully, uh, yeah, no, Hendricks has been good, and Syndergaard's been good. I can totally endorse that play. Uh, I got a couple uh, golf plays for people who didn't see uh, the morning show very quickly. Eric Von Ruin, guys, he won last week, 22-1. to Watch out for him on the European tour they're playing this week. Uh, Wallace from England at 25 to one, a great pick. He's done done well in majors, top tens in America. And Thomas Peters, I bet him at 35. He's down to 30, but uh, the Belgian playing well. Van Ruin, Wallace, and Peters, Gabe. Those are my picks for golf. I like that Peters pick actually. 
That's good. You know, I've throw down actually this morning, ten, and uh, you know bucks. I'm gonna. I'll, I'm going to say that this is a top 20 uh, pick here, though. Let me see what I can get for top 20 on uh, Sam uh, Sam Horsefield. That's my guy this oh, yeah, Horsefield. Sam Horsefield. <laughs> I like Horsefield, actually. I like Sam. Great name. Sam Horsefield. Yeah, I don't know why. 20. I don't know. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Like, I got top 20 on Horsefield. Where is he? Let me see this guy. Sam Horsefield. Come on, Sammy. Where are you? Sammy. Plus 380. Horsefield. Yeah, good. Plus 380. Yeah, yeah, it's better than All my right, my baseball pick. Nationals minus... <laughs> Braves minus 128. Braves, Jays under 9.5. Mets minus 120. Cubs, Mets under 7.5. Cubs, Mets, no run in the first. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. on Game Time Decisions. LSU, uh, over nine is minus 150. Kentucky, that big year last year, they'll probably regress this year, six and a half. South Carolina Gamecocks, five and a half. Vanderbilt, an even five. Tennessee Volunteers, six and a half. Ooh, that's kind of ambitious. Mississippi, Mm. five. Arkansas, five. Missouri, seven and a half, but it's minus 220 to the over. Uh, Mark Lawrence, uh, any of these uh, teams in the SEC, any of the win totals catch your eye this year? I'm looking pretty seriously at Kentucky under six and a half this year, Gabe. Uh, they're coming back awfully light with returning production, 114th overall in the country, 127th overall on defense. They lose a ton of talent from last year. Benny Snell, their running back, uh, he's obviously heading the list. Uh, football team that really rose to the occasion, had a school record last football season here. I can see them going backwards and really struggling this year. And, in fact, uh, in the playbook newsletter, this week we like Toledo pretty good against Kentucky to open up the season Cam any of these um, any of these teams catch your eye I, I I think you brought up a really good point Gabe and the one I'm looking at is Tennessee under I think that I don't think the volunteers can win seven games this year I think that's very ambitious as you said a tougher schedule Gabe they're not that good of a team they're an SEC team but they're not a good one and I really like what Mark said off the top with LSU on my book it's uh, eight and a half I think the LSU Tigers and Ed Orgeron, they can, they can do some things. You know, he's a well-liked coach. You talked about Burrow. Uh, he's, he's getting acclimated. They've always had a nasty, nasty defense. So LSU over for me and Tennessee under, Gabe. LSU over. Yeah, you're getting a nice number at eight and a half. You're laying some juice because here, mm. here we got nine. Uh, nine, minus 150 to the over. Nine uh, for LSU. And, Listen, LS, a lot of these win totals, and especially I don't like SEC win totals so much, guys, because I find they're sharper, Mark. The SEC is, man, it's like it's like a division of the NFL or something like that. So, you know, I'm looking for these, you know, the win totals in the Mountain West, the win totals maybe in the Sun Belt, Conference USA, etc. 
these are sharp, man. These are real crisp numbers. And a lot of these numbers guys come down to, to the opening games. I mean, is LSU going over nine if they lose to Texas? No. Uh, Auburn. Can Auburn get the eight wins, Mark, if they don't beat the Ducks this weekend? I'm not so sure. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844 843